Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Jackson, you've been you've been holding out on me. You have a secret that you haven't been sharing with me. Oh my goodness! Tell me what it is because it's only by accident. We have no secrets. Well, when the announcer comes on to say that I was the first person on the super call, okay, I I was told to wait for the others to actually join the super call. Oh, and I realized for the first time that there's more than one Dean Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So this, be is, great? Uh, so this is uh, so this is interesting. Yeah. So uh, there's one Dean Jackson on the call with me now, and there's another Dean Jackson doing this, and another Gene Dean Jackson doing that. So um, oh, oh very very interesting. <laughs> Would you? Uh, I sent you a, an article from the New York Times with a link oh, to. to uh, yeah, if you don't have it now, that's fine. But the yeah. uh, the website, you know, there was I, I mentioned to you um, a long a while ago when I first heard about this. There's a website called thispersondoesnotexist.com, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when you go to thispersondoesnotexist.com, you're met with a full screen photo of a person that does not exist. It was created by AI from Mm -hmm. an amalgam of millions of images that it Mm -hmm. then creates a unique one that does not exist. And Mm -hmm. there's now a marketplace for these where you can dial in what you're looking for. You can create the attributes. You can create the you know eye shape, eye color, eye skin tone, ethnicity, hair, uh, everything that you want, you can create all of it, and you can buy a royalty-free ownership of this digital likeness that you could use in, you know, stock photography for your ads for your uh, whatever it is. You know, you can basically. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing to me was you can buy them one at a time, or you can buy a thousand. And I mm. thought, what an interesting thing that you could create an army of digital who's that that don't exist, you know? I just think, like, there's mm-hmm. so much that we don't even see yet that's going to shape what, what's happening now. Like, I, I'm, I've been looking back on the last, you know, 25 years. And looking for the vector changes that, you know, were unseen earlier on. Like, it's kind of funny to me that when I look back at the path of the, my, um, Mm -hmm. if I take the last 40 years kind of thing, that a lot of it, it seems like everything happened in sort of, you know, four or five year uh, chapters that the next chapter was sort of unknowable in the beginning of mm-hmm. the, the previous chapter that, you know, who knew what this was going to, you know, who knew when I left high school in, in uh, Georgetown 
and moved to Florida to pursue tennis that, you know, four years later, I would meet someone who, you know, gave me an immediate like sense of insight, which sent me back to Toronto on and started me on my real estate uh, career. There's mm -hmm. no way for me to have known that when no. I started out on the path there. And then I would never have known that starting in, in you know, 1998 uh, or 1988, that, you know, by 1997, I would be living in Florida. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's just, um, it's really, it, it's interesting. And even then, had no idea that the internet would be as big as it's turned out to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, and the relationships, um, you know, I, I think that I was trying to think back when I was first exposed to you and my introduction to you came from, I had a friend and a client, marketing um, client, Alan Kearns, that was, you know, early on in your, in strategic coach. And this would have been in, you know, 94, 95, prior, mm -hmm. just prior to when I first joined the uh, mm -hmm. um, strategic coach, but he owned a, a company called Talent Lab and they were, um, they did executive search um, mm -hmm. um, stuff. Uh, he, owns a, he owns a company now called Career Joy. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, just a, a super guy and that's how I got to, I was exposed to, I came to meet him at one of his uh, after one of his workshops or meet him at your office after one of his uh, things. And that's when I was first introduced to you and picked up my first cassette and book program of how <laughs> the best get better. Yes. And uh, yeah. that, that started the whole path because I introduced that then to, uh, to Joe Stump and Jerry Ballinger and, Terry Hunnefeld, and then we introduced it to Joe Polish and, you know, how it all, all the little seeds yeah. of things unforeseen, you know? But as far as my uh, physical makeup and everything, if I held it pretty constant over, um, you know. You really have, like, I mean, you, you have really stayed in a band of the same, uh, it, it's been, Amazing. Have you tracked um, how much fluctuation has there been in your in your weight in those uh, you know twenty five years now? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much uh, pretty much in the same range, but uh, yeah, uh, the composition changed. Uh, it kind of been the wrong way for a number of years, you know. You know when you get your body count between muscle, muscle, and everything yeah. else. So, I've done a real effort um, for the last ten years. But I would say since COVID started, I've uh -huh. really put an emphasis on muscle, and I've just been concentrating on um, 
there's one exercise more than any other exercise that actually um, does you the most muscle good, and that's squats. With uh huh, because you get the and, biggest uh, muscles. Yeah, most fiber. Yeah, yeah. well, not only that, but it's the complete coordination of the body because you're you're kind of yeah. using uh, yeah you're using a lot of different muscles. You're squatting down, you're picking up the weights, and then you're straightening up, and uh, virtually. You know, it probably uses the greatest range of muscles, and they have to be coordinated with each other, so there's a coordination factor. Uh, But, um, and I'm not, I haven't actually done a test, so there's a thing called the body, it's called DEXA body comp, and it's, you lie on a, you know, on a flat bed and a camera comes over you. Yeah. Actually, it's like an MRI. A DEXA scan. I've done that, actually. DEXA yeah. scan, yeah. DEXA body, it's called DEXA body comp. And yeah. uh, it's pretty well the most accurate one. And uh, I know it's the most accurate one because it's the most expensive one. <laughs> and uh, uh, it requires a, uh, uh, it actually requires a physician to, uh, a train, either super trained technician or requires a physician to do it. Like it's a, yeah. So, um, you know, and um, so the biggest thing when you get older uh, is uh, muscle loss. And uh, mm-hmm. the vast majority of people may have been active when they were children, when they were teenagers, when they were in their 20s. But Around 30, people stop being active in the same way. They don't have the range of movement. They're not doing, right. you know, they're not playing games. They're not uh, doing that. And their life kind of gets into just a um, kind of what they do when they're working, you know, going to, yeah. going to work and then uh, what they're doing when they're not working. And so they're not really putting much stress on their body, but uh, gravity doesn't care. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, gra- gravity just wants you. It knows that it's going to win eventually. It's just how long it's going to take to pull you down into the earth. Uh-huh. And uh, and uh, so I, I started, and I started with free weights. So there's a weight in each hand. It's not a barbell. It's a free yeah. weight. So I started on March, in March, with 40 pounds in each hand. And... Uh, over the course of an hour, uh, alternating it with elliptical, um, you know, uh, cardio muscle, cardio and uh, other things, I would do 50 reps with these weights. And today I did it with 140 pounds. So I'm up, I'm up um, 30 pounds in each hand. Wow. And I'm just and I'm just about ready to order two seventy-five pound weights because that would be one hundred and fifty pounds. Uh-huh. And what what I'm doing, I'm not putting this down as a goal, but I said I wonder if one day I can get on the scale and see what my weight is, and that day I'm also lifting squats equal to my body weight. So it's sort of a it's not a serious goal. It's just right, right. Uh, I say it's sort of intriguing. I've been moving towards it, and sure. uh, but I feel really, I feel really good. You know, I mean, uh, uh, muscle feels good when you when you exercise it. And uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, if you looked at me when you first met me, I would probably look in better shape 
than when you saw me there, when you saw me in 1995, 94, uh-huh. 95. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's not an option when you, you know, at my age at 76, you don't, it's not really an option. You get up, you do your exercise. Uh, I mean, right. it's, 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 it's not, it's out of the realm of decision or choice. Now, it, you know, it's a habit. You get up, you do it. Some days I do less, some days I do more, but I always do something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, um, generally speaking, I'm, I'm really top notch for my age. I mean, and, uh, you know, I always say don't compete with other human beings until you're in your seventies and they're in their seventies. And then you've got right. <laughs> That's the stack the deck right there. I love it. That's you funny. Can, you can, the 70 year olds are easy. Yeah. You're, to, you're dominating the dojo now that you're yeah, 75 yeah. plus 76. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. Just just compete within your class. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, you know, there's other factors, you know, uh, I'm actively working and actively creating and collaborating and everything like that. And that all plays part of, um, you know, I want to have the energy to do the things that I enjoy most in the work world, including yes. Dean Jackson. He was one of those for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The- can I can I tell you something? My my yeah. cartoonist Hamish Hamish McDonald's been using that uh, that uh, you know made up person face for about a year and a half now as the model for his cartoons. So what he he said is I don't want to be competing. I don't want to be constantly repeating the same faces from one book to the other. So I'm going to create new people and I'm going to take their faces and I'll make a cartoon of their faces. So every one of his books, these are different cartoon faces, which are taken from made up people. Yes. I just think, you know, when you look at it now that these made up people that will be able to, you know, plant with an AI that is all of uh, your, uh, all of our thinking, um, you know, and send it to work to do things with, uh, you know, deep fake, uh, all the deep video technology that it can, you know, present itself and speak words that have come from everything you've said or I've said, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I just, there's so much. Yeah, it was really interesting because I was talking to Peter Diamandis about that. I did a podcast with Peter. And for those new on the call, Peter um, uh, Peter has an organization called the X Prize, and he's yeah. invested in many other high tech companies. But we have a collaboration uh, between his company and Strategic Coach for uh, a program called Abundance Three Hundred and Sixty, which we're now. Um, well, uh, in December Will this be of year ten twenty, uh, in December of twenty twenty one was the very first session we did, and we did that in um, in Silicon Valley um, at a at a organization called uh, Singularity University, and then uh, 
and we did our first one and it was kind of a made up on the run kind of thing. And then based on the first experience where we had about 50, um, mostly coach clients or about 35 coach clients there. And uh, so we talked and I said, you know, if I'd had six months to think about this, we could have doubled or tripled the size of the group of people. So we put our heads together. We created the organization and I just wanted it as an extra component of strategic yeah. coach that those in those entrepreneurs in the program who are very interested in the frontiers of high technology and new things that were happening would have a structure, uh, but I wouldn't have to create it. Peter would create it. And what I would do is that I would market it for him so that a sizable portion of each of the, um, it's an annual thing for four days and we're mm-hmm. just having discussion. And right now, Los Angeles County, where he lives, you can't do a four day live session under any circumstances. So mm-hmm. we're looking at that, uh, but other counties you can. You could do it in Orange County, south of Los Angeles County. You could do it north of Los Angeles County. And uh, who knows, you know. Who knows what, what it's going to be, but it, it's close now. It's usually the end of January. And so I said, well, you know, yeah, you always, during these days, you always have to have a plan B. And I said, yeah. I would just do the plan B. But even if it were live, it would be half live. There'd be 180 out of 360 who would be present and there would be 180 that would be virtual. And I said, well, um, you, we've got a plan for, you know, we've got a plan for 100% virtual, you know, just as a backup. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there's going to be six modules throughout the year. There will be like a three-hour workshop every two months yeah. throughout the year. So, like uh, which has been, which has been I, adapted. Yeah, since, uh, I enjoy yeah. it. I mean, I've gone, I've gone two or three times, and I've been, I've streamed um, yeah. all of the other times. Which yeah. I find uh, enjoyable. I like that a lot. You know, I, I really. Well, like I wouldn't. Um, I I could not tolerate streaming four days in a row for six no. hours. Right. Each, you know, I mean, I. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I would get a doctor's note that says I can't do that. He's allergic. Uh-huh. No, no, it's Got an ADD thing. It's an AD, yeah, yeah. Well, it's an ADD thing, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I, even with, uh, you know, genius network, I can do two mm-hmm. days, but that third day, you know, the third day, I just can't do it. You know, I'm, I I'm, agree. Yeah. I'm, I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of worn out. I'm kind of worn yeah. out. And, uh, plus my mind what is I'm doing all sorts of th- things with the value that I've created for the, you know, from the first two days and I'm yeah. off and running and, new new things that I want to create out of yeah. the, the experience. But uh, I just want to follow through real quick. So Peter is involved. First of all, he involved, he uh, collaborated with Evan Pagan, and they created this news source, which is called Future Loop. Yeah. And, uh, and what it does, it interviews you, and then it starts, it has an AI component to AI being a really fast computer that whenever I hear the word AI, it's a really, really fast computer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it does a global search of 
things that you're interested in and then gives you a hundred a day. Uh, and then you keep fine tuning it saying, well, I like these, didn't like that, more of this, less of that, and everything else. And gradually mm-hmm. over the period. So I've signed up for a year um, to um, experiment with this. And he's got mm-hmm. a, you know, he's got a first in offer, you know, a lo- lower price than what he's eventually going to charge. And um, I, I'm really interested in it and uh, for what it does to my brain constantly fine tune. It's a bit like Pandora, you know, like, uh, yes. Like, uh, uh, I mean, it's the same thing. I've got, uh, you know, on Pandora, I have a series of, you know, things that go on for two or three hours where I've done thumbs down on everything I didn't like and thumbs up on everything I did like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as a result of it, uh, it, uh, uh, but Pandora gets to know me. So if I mm-hmm. choose another another thing, it already has pre-knows that I don't like real harsh horns, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't I don't like music that isn't music. I don't like music that's noise, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to have a melody, uh, you know. It's got to yeah. have a melody and everything. So uh, I think probably. It's the same way with, and these will be articles. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll be getting articles back and my mind will, you know, respond to some of them and my mind won't. So I'll use my mind's response to say, don't give me any more of that. I'm not interested in that. Give me more of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I didn't know they were ready to um, launch it out, but I've known about it for a long time. I mean, they've been doing it a few years in terms of like yeah. finding you had, yeah. uh, you know, I think I've been had a couple of people just doing finding for um, a while. They would find, you know, three or five things a day. It just posted up, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'm going to share it with the clients, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, the strategic coach clients, but I'm only going to share things that support, uh, intellectual shortcuts in strategic yeah. coach. Right. In other words, if there's some research which tells you why a strategy circle works or why an impact builder works or why free yes. focus and buffer days work and everything else, then I'll yeah. give them supporting evidence and you yes. know, we'll see where it goes. And, but it's going to be interesting me just interacting with the program. You know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing... Well, anyway, Peter says that they're also doing voice now where uh, they will, there's a thing which will take your voice and it'll keep fine tuning so that uh, you, other people write something for you, my yes. team, for example, and uh, then they take the, uh, the you know, the, the written word. And yeah. they feed it in to my voice things, and I say it, and it sounds like I'm actually speaking what someone else wrote. It's pretty amazing. Well, we'll see. Uh, I mean, uh, it's worth experiment. I mean, we already got something in our in our house that looks like that, and you do too. It's called a mirror. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, people have said you'll be able to look, uh, yeah, and you'll be able to see yourself. And I said, yeah, 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 
Yeah. I had an early experience of that. I think first time I thought that was interesting. I was about five years old and it was 1949. It was called a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And I learned things. So I had a better, yeah. one side was better than the other. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think there's get over your to act. that. Get I over mean, your you know, act. You know, get over your acne as fast as you can because it doesn't look yes. good in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole, um, but I think there's a big future for that sort of contextual curation. You know, where yeah. you're yeah. you're looking at uh, everything that supports the um, intellectual shortcuts of the strategic coach environment. Mm -hmm. And I, I think yeah. that same way about the eight profit activators that, you know, having, sure. when you've got a context like that and you can yeah. set the tone for the master curation, um, I think that yeah, it goes a long way. Well, you've already tested on hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, I mean, yeah. the thing is, um, 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 I was talking to um, Ben and Tucker, and uh, a little bit with Reed Tracy. He's the um, you know the publisher of Hay House, yeah. the book he had how, uh, which I think is safely uh, at this point uh, with just eBooks and hard copy is over a hundred thousand. Then you have probably another twenty five percent which are audible. Download. Yeah. So probably with just the ebooks, we're at a hundred thousand, and then probably another twenty five thousand that are audible. So we're that's awesome. The, yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's it's really great, and uh, you know, um, and I've collected um, the set. I've got all of them. I've got a hard copy, <laughs> Audible and Kindle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And anyway, uh, uh, they were saying you know how instantly the who not how the thing took off took off and uh, uh -huh. you know we we're saying you know why was that and i says well first of all it was a tested idea you know and i have a feeling a lot of books the author comes up with an idea and then it, it develops the idea in secret and then publishes it yeah but it's not been tested it's not really been tested it's been right. tested on 22 to 29 year old uh, mostly white, affluent um, graduate students who are being paid to take the test, you know. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and I, sa I said, you know, uh, we test on outliers. I said, uh, you know, every yours and mine are tested outliers. The, the clients who sit in on you know, profit activators and on, yeah. uh, you know, strategic coach, these are people who are only interested in ideas that can be very quickly implemented mm -hmm. and it produce, it produces success. They, yes. they, they, they move forward. It's an intellectual shortcut. Yeah. It's an intellectual shortcut, you know, and I think that that's a big difference. And the other thing is I'm not, you know, neither of us are doing it so that then out of our, publishing success, maybe we can create a program out of this. Mm -hmm. We've already created the program. That's exactly right. Yes. That's where the idea came from. So yeah. the back end has the back end. If you 
call it that, has existed for years. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's some, I mean, and that's, I think that that, um, I know that when I, when you take now what future loop is going to do when you are looking for things that support those and also given your preference for discovering things, because we've talked about that before, that your, your preference for you want to discover things. Um, it just feels like having the, you know, contextual curation as a supplement or a jumping off point that you can then explore those threads or along that path, Yeah, that that would be an intellectual shortcut, possibly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. And then you get new ideas. I mean, you get... Uh... You know, yeah. So it's always, you know, uh, uh, going back over stuff I already know uh, has proven to me that it it doesn't have a lot of value as generating new ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want some fresh stuff. You know, when uh, I came across this is, you know, just two day uh, two days worth of reading on the internet. And there is a website that uh, one website I go to, which is free, and mm-hmm. it's uh, you ha- um, you have to punch it in on the URL to get it. It's uh, it's called Eon, so it's A E O N Eon, okay, mm-hmm. and it's Eon dot com A E O N, and they update it every every day, and it's either essays or it's articles, it's essays, articles, or it's videos videos and they're free they're 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 absolutely free <clears throat> and then they hit you up for money every once in a while but um i'm i'm just going to scam you know i said mm-hmm. oh, you're a freeloader yeah, yeah talk to bill gates talk to steve steve jobs yeah i said they got billions and they don't seem to have much purpose so um hit them up for some money and yeah. uh and uh but two articles in in two days, and one of them was that uh, that in the why Europe was so different from the rest of the world. Why did Europe take off like a rocket? Uh, you know, which it was kind of like a nothing in terms of world history, and then all of a sudden, fourteen hundreds, fifteen hundreds, Europe takes off like a rocket, and you know, everybody's got an idea that they think explains everything. And uh, and what I've discovered is that everybody might have an idea that explains one thing. <laughs> it doesn't mm. explain everything, but it explains one thing. But th- this author uh, was kind of a really, really interesting uh, thesis, and that is that Christianity, more than any other religion, put <laughs> an absolute put an absolute prohibition on marrying relatives. Okay, and this started around the year 1000, that you didn't marry relatives, you didn't, obviously you didn't marry, you didn't marry family members, but you didn't marry cousins either, you married strangers. And this went on, so he said that people had to go out and meet new people, strangers, you know, they had to go out and meet strangers. You could only marry a stranger. 
stranger in the sense that it wasn't a member of your family, you know, and you couldn't have children. I was, you know, it was, I mean, biologically, it's totally 100% sensible because you don't get, you know, watering down of genes and, you know. Uh, Were they marrying family up to a thousand? Well, yeah. Well, look, you lived in a village of two, 200 people and you didn't. I guess. You know, yeah. and, and it was out in the middle of a forest and um, who did you marry? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and strangers were dangerous. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and nobody had been more than ten miles from home in their entire lifetime, you know. And that was okay, okay. <clears throat> that was a dangerous trip. But then all of a sudden, this whole notion of strangers, um, you know, the meeting of strangers became a valuable activity, <clears throat> and um, and. This went on for about three or four centuries, and th this has been an absolute prohibition in Western society. You know, is that uh, you don't you don't genetically mix with someone in your own, you know, in your own gene pool. You know, mm -hmm. you 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 bring in new genes. But <clears throat> if I, uh, so, that's one idea, and the idea to me was that this really contributed enormously to commerce. It, it, uh, it increased the possibility of trade. It increased the possibility of new ideas coming somewhere. Just this one prohibition it had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with, uh, you know, it had nothing to do with uh, commerce or anything, but it had a huge impact on, on those. So that's one idea, okay? Yes. Okay, the other idea was a story, and it's pirates who went back to school. And so in the 1400s, 1500s, you started getting a big jump in uh, seamanship and the, the boats to go along with it. They started learning all things about the waves. And, you know, and a lot of it was for warfare. They had, you know, they were trading boats for warfare. And there's this one pilot, uh, pirate who uh, injured himself. First of all, he was shot, and then he fell from, uh, you know, he was up in the mast, and he fell, and he broke his arm. <clears throat> but he wasn't captured, and he got back to port. And he went to a school of mathematics in France. Okay, he was a French pirate. And uh, and he started realizing that the key to long-term navigation was, um, um, you know, trigonometry and uh, understanding angles and understanding and then being aware of where the stars were and that you could do various angles from the stars. And then this became a big rage in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s of everybody who is a seaman that if you knew math and you knew, um, you know, you knew uh, geometry, you know, you knew trigonometry and you knew um, the heavens, you knew the star maps and you knew where the planets were going to be, that your promotion First of all, your success and your promotion was dependent upon trigonometry. And it was just this rage through, and Europe, you know, Europe um, just has a lot of seacoasts and all the countries, uh, with the exception of probably Germany, then. it wasn't a big craze in Germany. 
but Italy, Spain, Portugal, France, uh, Holland, Denmark, uh, and the UK. The UK is totally an island country. It just became a rage that you <clears throat> kids, six, seven, eight, nine, who wanted to go to sea, first thing they did is they learned math. And then, you, and then um, you know, that went on for a couple of centuries. And then um, it, with the... <clears throat> 1815 is an important year because that was the end of Napoleon. And from that point forward, there was, um, you know, there was no big warfare until the First World War. The, the biggest war <clears throat> between the Civil uh, War yeah. was the American Civil War. You yeah. know, it was the American Civil War, which was a land war. It wasn't really a water war. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I was just saying, how much, if you take those two things now, you take the prohibition against marrying family members and you take <clears throat> tens of thousands of sailors crazy about geometry and trigonometry. And then at a certain point, that doesn't matter anymore because they've got electronic, they've got mechanical instruments now that do the measuring. <clears throat> So where's all that talent go? It goes into the marketplace, you know. Um, you, you know. And what did they wonder where, what, what do you think that was the seed for then? Where did that talent go? Well, if they couldn't use their math with sailing, but they knew their math, they did it on land-based things. You mm -hmm. know? So mm -hmm. no, knowing all this. Probably that we're went surveying. Into, Survey went into manufacturing. Not went into manufacturing. You know, the measurement, yeah. the precise measurements of things, yeah. and the, engineering. You know, engineering and everything else. But it wasn't yeah. developed for that purpose. In other words, the, it was cartography. Yeah, yeah. It was a strategic byproduct. It uh, you know it, uh, but it wasn't happening anywhere else in the world. No, it just happened. Mm -hmm. these, this weird thing about the religious prohibition against, um, um, I forget that it's called, uh, there's a name name for it, but it's prohibited that you don't want any mixing of genes from family members. <laughs> and then the other thing was uh, sailors being passionate about mathematics. Yeah. And you put those two things together and then you have like Gutenberg printing and Mm -hmm. And uh, everything else, and all of a sudden, these all these river streams start to merge with each other. So it goes back to the beginning of uh, you know, beginning what you're saying. The people who invented this uh, thing where you can create people, and I've seen them; they're very realistic yes, people. Yes, yeah. But uh, you know. It's not such a big deal after you say, yeah, yeah, it's created and everything else. But I, you know, when you're out and about, you see hundreds of people who are created and you don't know how. It's true. That's exactly real three dimensional people walking yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. God, I don't know how they, I don't know how they ended up with that one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what was going on? What was, you know, what were they thinking when they created yeah. that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now you can see just in how easy it is to create these digital ones. It opens up a whole new world for mm -hmm. how you yeah. can imagine that all of these real ones were created, you know? 
Well, I think probably people will play around. You know, they'll yeah. you know they'll mix they'll mix races, they'll mix this and everything else, and yeah, and uh, yeah, and uh, probably does something to their brain that probably all of us are a bit of this, a bit of that, and uh, anybody who claims sort of like racial purity or anything else is uh, oh, there's no themselves. such. I mean, they show the things where you can take ethnicity and gender and you can oh, yeah. slide the same chassis all the way to the female side and see what that person looks like yeah. and then slide it on a <laughs> gradient all the way to the male side and see the same um, uh, you know, characteristics or whatever it expressed as 100% male. Yeah, and everything, yeah. everything in between, a sort of more feminine-looking male or a masculine-looking female, and it's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty fascinating that New York Times thing they built this engine for that. It's a really interactive article that I sent you the link to, so you'll have fun with it. Yeah, well, the, the the interesting thing about it is that uh, a company is going through diversity training. Okay, so um, our client, we have a client who goes to workshop in Chicago, and he's created this whole program, and he's got extensive corporate experience, and uh, you know he's African American, but not really. I mean, his father comes from Africa, and his mother, you know, his mother. Um, I think his mother is, uh, you know, got a whole bunch of hybrids and he ends up and, you know, but he's considered black. You know, why is a person who's half white considered black? You know, I mean, that's an interesting thing because Obama, mm-hmm. give a, you know, take a look at Obama. Obama, the first black president, I said, yeah, but he's half white. Why do you call yeah. him black instead of white? Why do you call him? Right. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why is that? And uh, and uh, you know, it's a, it's, you know, I mean, it's <clears throat> there's there there's really actually no basis for saying it, uh, one thing or another, except that white, you know, socially, culturally, ethnically, in a certain place, is mm-hmm. better than being being uh, being black. But anyway, so anyway, uh, our team really went through a lot of turmoil with the, you know, the, the riots and the Black Lives Matter. And uh, they said, uh, we want to have diversity training. And we said, well, we, we want the person who does it to know something about strategic coach. So, mm-hmm. you know. And this person came forward, you know. And he's, he's a great guy. He's uh, born in you know, he's born in Michigan, and uh, you know he spent about ten, and he's done well. He's entrepreneurial, and everything else. And uh, so um, he had he had to meet with me and Babs and talk about things before we get to go over it. But it's going to start in uh, in February. Uh-huh. And and. Uh, I told, uh, you know, he says, do you have any problem? I said, I have no problem with it. I said, I don't have a problem with discussing anything. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and I said, but I, uh, I'll tell you, I've given this a lot of thought over 30 or 40 years. 
And I said, you know where it ends up for me? And he says, where? I said, it's unique ability. Mm. The only thing that really matters is unique ability. And number two, the only thing that matters behind unique ability is unique ability teamwork. And I said, there isn't any other distinction you can make about human beings that's better than those two things. Yes. That's, uh, you know, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. That is what it really comes down to, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I, I don't mm-hmm. care what color, I don't care what shape, I don't care about anything. Right. What can you do? What can you do yeah. that's yes. unique? What, what can yeah. you do that's unique? And can you put it together with someone else's uniqueness? I mean, can you combine your uniqueness with someone else's to create something entirely new? Yeah. Because it is, I mean, when you, especially when you're talking about the results economy, you know, when we're talking about creating a, creating value, creating a result in, in the economy, in the marketplace, that's really, mm-hmm. that's yeah. really what it's about, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's really, really interesting. And, uh, uh you know, uh, about this and, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, because I, you know, I mean, both of us have moved across borders. We've lived, lived in different cultures and everything. And we're largely entrepreneurial, you know, almost our entire adult existence is entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And I said, the only only thing that matters is talent and teamwork, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's um, well, that's interesting. So, what form will the training? Well, it's workshops. It's workshops. Okay, but it'll be, you know, it'll probably be. I mean, it's Zoom right now. It'll be Zoom, Mm -hmm. Zoom workshops, and he's got exercises and everything, and um, and uh, you know, people want to know is Dan for this or Dan for that because. uh, they got really, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, at the time of the riots and everything in June and July and, uh, you know, and uh, 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 they had a whole series of meetings and then together they put together a letter that we were going to send out to all of our strategic coach, um, well, uh, um you know, and they use the words that the U. Uh, the strategic coach is an anti-racist company. And I said, mm. nope, nope, nope. Um, I won't. I won't sign off on that. I yeah. Said, nope. I said, nope. We're an, we're we're an entrepreneurial growth company, and I said, uh, uh, we're not an anti anything. We're an entrepreneurial right. growth company, and I said, nope, nope. And there was a real like. Internal, you know, Dan won't sign. I'll, I'll sign off on anything else, but I won't sign off. And I said, uh, I looked at the ownership of the company. It's fifty percent Dan, it's fifty percent Babs. I'm the owner of the Wolf World Strategic Coach, and we don't agree that you can attach another term to our company. I'm not. I'm not anti anything. I I don't see being anti as a useful concept. Right. This is an interesting, um, you know, conversation because that's 
you know, even though it is a unique uh, teamwork, there still has to be someone who has that kind of uh, position to be able to say, no, that's not what we are. Yeah. <clears throat> we, uh, before we had our associate coaches, we uh, had experimented with having licensed coaches for strategic mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. And these were people who already had some sort of thing going out in the marketplace and we would yeah. license them. And one of them was deeply, uh, you know, committed to Christian. You know, he was a fundamentalist Christian. Okay. And he was in Ohio. And um, he sent out a letter that got sent to us. Um, uh, and there was a, on the postmark on the letter was, um, uh, entrepreneurs for Christ. Oh my goodness! And and we phoned him up, and he said, uh, and our, you know, our he was using the strategic coach trademark, and on the postmark it said uh, entrepreneurs for Christ. And I said, you got to take that postmark off. And he said, well, this is my belief. And I said, yeah, but it's my company. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're the 100% owners of that trademark, and we will not allow. And, uh, you know, you know, I, I said, and it's not about what you believe in. It's about anything other than that the Strategic Coach logo is not associated with anything else. You know? Yeah. Yes. And that was the end of the relationship. He broke up the relationship on that. And, uh, you know, and uh, and everything like that. He says, well, he says, I'm taking a stand here. And I says, well, you know, and I said, look at your contract. Uh, it, it mentions in the contract. It can't be subsumed under anything else. And my feeling is you're subsuming it under something else and it creates confusion in the marketplace. Can't be anything confusing in the marketplace about our logo, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting that uh, everything tries to merge with everything else. And I said, I'm, I'm not part of that. You know, I've worked, mm-hmm. worked very hard to create a brand and to have it properly structured and everything else. Can't fool around with the brand. I wonder what it's going to be like, though, Dan, when you can have, uh, you know, this coach does not exist. <laughs> when you start thinking about creating these, uh, you know, these AI coaches, I don't, I mean, it feels like that is a possible future here that somebody could teach a workshop, a Zoom workshop. In the in the um, you know not not immediate, but I mean certainly in the possible future, that someone could in your in your voice even or in uh, you know some other avatar voice that it creates that um, yeah. But you know, it's a breakthrough, and everybody does a straight line projection with it. You know, because uh-huh. of this today, this uh, it's uh, it's got to mix with everything else. I mean, when something yeah. new exists, it's, uh, it, uh, it is immediately uh, it is immediately surprised that there's already a lot of things playing in this field, and uh-huh. uh, you know, and 
So, so my sense is it's interesting, but um, you know, it's kind of like a new Christmas toy. Okay, it's like a new Christmas toy. So I grew up on right. a farm, and I took sticks and poles and everything else and turned them into guns and turned them yeah. into weapons. And uh, I created stories around this. I would go into the woods and I'd be Robin Hood and I'd have my my pikes and my spears and everything else. And then in Christmas morning, I'd get a fan-dangled new toy gun. Uh And I'd look at it and I'd play around with it. Uh, But what I found was that it, it inhibited my imagination. So after two or three days, I was back to my... It was in a corner in my poles, and I went back right. to my poles and my sticks. Well, yeah. you have a lot of poles and sticks that you've uh, transformed into great value. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's I, I understand what you're saying. It's, uh, I was talking to Peter about this, and he says, what do you think about someone who looks just like you and sounds just like you and has your knowledge base? What do you think about that? Yeah. And he says, you, yeah. and I said, um, and he was saying you could, this person could go out and do this for you. I said, I wouldn't even send him out. I would just talk to him. Right, right. <laughs> I, 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 would say, I would spend hours talking to myself. Yeah. And he said, oh, I hadn't thought about it. I said, why would I bother sending him out to talk to other people? I want to talk to him. Yeah, that's so funny, right? Yeah, I mean, but if I you guess... had another dean mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it, you, were, you were curating the development of this other dean, yeah. wouldn't that be yeah. of interest to you? I mean, in trying to get the other dean to learn something, wouldn't you learn something about yourself? I wonder, I I do think about that because since, you know, since Ray has been recursed while you're building a mind, like that whole thing of how do you. He thinks he he is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. But you, you and I talked about this in the past that I think that what you, like, I, I think about how many hours of audio and video there are of me talking very specifically about the before during and after unit and the each of the eight profit activators and how that all fits there that i would think that you could get first of all base camp one would be that an ai that looks like me, sounds like me, could, on prompting, um, you could interact with and have it say the things that I would say up to the moment, everything I've said so far. But I, I can't, it's not the same then as having the next level of that. Right, which is what well, I'm, here, here, what here's I'm thinking. Thing. I, th- I think yeah. you would, by motivating with an up-to-date, up-to-yesterday yeah. version of Dean Jackson, Yeah, uh, I think you would be immediately motivated to create something that 
yesterday's version of you doesn't know. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean, is that I think it would feel good. I, I would look at it that that would free free me up to go forward now because there's yeah. a lot of people who are coming into their first exposure to the eight profit activators and to the breakthrough blueprint model. And that there's, they could spend and get a lot of value out of a curated interactive experience of everything I know about it. Yeah. 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 And there's things that you've, uh, Created that you've forgotten. That's exactly I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never remember. I mean, here's the, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I was talking to he was fascinated. He had never thought about actually that its main use would be you interacting with it. You know, I mean, yeah. I said, uh, and I said, yeah, I said, uh, I said, now, I said, I've got. Uh, new people in the program, and new, you know, we have new people in the program, and we have. New, but I would say, let's just restrict it to our associate coaches, restrict yeah. it to our salespeople, and restrict it to our program advisors, because these are the interactive part of our company with, uh, you know, with the clients. And I said, um, I'd be totally that they have a virtual version of myself and they can ask questions how do you explain this you know what's you know what's if you got you know what's the best way to explain free focus and buffer days i said well this is how how it looks like and according to the according to peter they would constantly ask you questions and you'd be interviewed to add to the greater um dimensions of what, of what you know. And I said, well, that'd be interesting to me. I mean, that'd be interesting yeah. to me. But as you're saying, it would free me up for me too. Yes, it would free me up to, like, I think if I had, there's so much that, that I have said and that I would, I've, I said a lot when it was sort of newer thinking. Yeah. Uh, that's still very valid, but I don't spend a lot of time talking about it now because I've said so much about it in the past. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, there's so, especially if we could take just the transcripts of everything that I've said contextually. who, 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 I mean, Yeah, who who's would you the who? Spend time, who would you rather spend time with, Dean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody who's going, somebody who's going to argue with you, or uh, you know, uh, you know. Or <laughs> That's funny. Wouldn't it be funny? We could set up our 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 AIs to come together and have discussions. We yeah, could talk well, with I each other. Uh, I told Peter he's got twin boys uh, who are eleven. Yeah. I said, "Why don't you Why don't you get one of these for each of your kids, and then have all four of them getting together?" Yeah, that's funny. He, 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 
Yeah, and I says, I, I have to tell you, uh, Peter, I think this is going to go someplace else besides, uh, uh, you know, where where you think it's going. I think it's going to go someplace else, you know, and uh, especially with COVID. How many, uh, I mean, what would COVID have been like if you had a constantly learning version of yourself during this period that you could talk to, you know? Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah, or any period or any experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, journaling is a form of this. You know, when you think about yeah. journaling, you know, people yeah. writing things down and then going back over what they wrote ten years ago and everything else. But yeah. this is, you know, this this is supercharged. This has got uh, this is journaling on steroids. You know, on multi-dimensional yes. steroids. You know, so, agreed. Yeah, but I think we already. I I think we've already done this. I think we already, uh, I think we, you know, this is not brand new. We've already simulated this in some fashion with what we had available to us. And the reason why we'd want to do it is because uh, we liked it in a very primitive form and we'd like it in a more advanced form. Yeah. I think you're right. It's all exciting times here in Cloudlandia. Now, did you have any notion at five minutes before this call started that we would go not at all. any of the places we did? Not at all. And that kind of not, proves the point. Not at all. But it was quite enjoyable. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Next week. Yes, I will be here. I will be here. Perfect. I will talk to you then. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Dan. Bye.